0: Hello parents, I'm Jessie, and I'm Erin. We're librarians, we're busy parents, and we love podcasts.
1: Please join us as we welcome back very first guests to the Patrick Medford Library's brand new parenting podcast series, Adventures in Parenting, Certified Positive Discipline Parent Educator and Parenting Coach, Karen Azamoon. Thank you so much, Karen, for joining us again. Karen is also a mom and the author of the website, blog, and Facebook page, Growing Through Coaching, which I encourage you to check out. And in today's episode, Karen is going to be discussing fostering connections with our children. Thanks for having
2: me, ladies. Happy to be here. Let's jump right into it. Okay, so one of the things that I think is really important to have when you're trying to Build a relationship with your children is having a connection with them. Connection creates a sense of safety and openness. It helps bring people together, and you need a connection to be able to make correction in your children's lives. So, when I looked at what was important in having a connection with my children, I have a 16 year old and an 18 year old, I kind of put together a whole bunch of things, and we'll talk about some of them. I think the first thing, and I talk about this a lot, and you'll hear me repeat this again and again, is not having any judgment for your children. Whatever is going on in their lives, just respect it. If you come from a place of judgment, it's really going to pull that connection apart. Show up for them. Learn who they are. Their world is not our world. Very different world. In each generation, there are new words and new things that are accepted, and things that are no longer accepted that were accepted. And so, really understanding the world that they're in, get on their level, listen and hear them, find things that are commonalities, uh, model what you want to see, what you want to see in them, and share about yourself. So, I'll go into a little bit more detail about some of those, but I really just wanted to kind of put all that out there when we're thinking about like what does connection mean that's what I'm talking about because as I talk about things in our future podcasts no judgment is going to come up when we're talking to our kids of all ages or we're talking to anybody I mean even if you kind of think of like your relationship with your boss if your boss comes to, kind of makes a judgment statement about you like well that wasn't good was it you know how are you feeling our kids are experiencing that when we're making judge like I told you, you should have done it another way. Like we had this exact situation with my son and we were going to a dress up party this weekend. He came home from college, said, did you bring your clothes? He said, yes. I said, did you try them on? He said, no, maybe you should try them on. Your body may has changed. And he said, no, 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 of course, an hour before the party. He's like, yeah, I don't have any clothes. And so, oh, I really wanted to just go, I told you so. Very judgmental. And and so I didn't. And I just kind of like let that go. He probably heard those words in his mind. Right. And that was fine. I didn't need to put it out there.
0: He knew you told him so.
2: He knew I told him so. Were you prepared for the eventuality that, like, did you
1: have a backup outfit?
2: Well, he's 18. Right. So no. No, if he was eight, yeah, yes. Right. But at 18, you know, you're kind of adult-ish. Sure. So you're kind of on your own. No, in, in, in hindsight, we had to go out of our way anyway to, to get new clothes for him. Mm-hmm. But he felt the, I told you so, regardless. It's not putting that blame or shame on him of that judgment like you screwed up. Okay, let's just think, what can we do better next time? And that's how you move forward. So taking that judgment out of it, it moves away that negativity and opens you up for that connection with your child. Finding commonalities, building that connection. I always talk about, like, when we drive in the car, even if it's just, like, an hour drive, I'll let the kids kind of make, you know, take turns kind of putting on their music. A lot of their music is not my music, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, if I needed to, like, when my kids were little and we missed this phase, but that shark that baby, oh, the baby shark.
0: shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sure.
2: Like if I had to listen to that to form a connection with my kid, I would do it. Right. So now I'm listening to artists that I've never heard of before and some of their music I find that I like. And so now we have commonalities and now we get in the car and they're like, Oh Mom's gonna like this one. And so we're finding those things, you know? What do they like to watch on TV? What do they want? What sports do they want to do? Even if it's not your passion if you want to build that connection and build the relationship as parents, if that's our ultimate goal, then let's get a little uncomfortable to be with our kid. Sure. Right? Oh,
0: so you mean I should be watching those Mario games that my Some- kid is watching
2: YouTube? <laughs> so, uh, you know, funny enough, my son is really into watching other people play the games. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So he's turned me on to a couple of them where they're like, oh, the fastest run on Mario Kart documentary. They're really fascinating. Okay. Okay,
0: we're not watching those. <laughs> okay. Well, you might want to introduce them.
2: Um, because they're really it's like some of these things are really fascinating. My sure. son, my 18-year-old will come home and go, Do you have time to watch TV together? I gotta show you this. See, that's
0: amazing though, regardless of whatever oh, it is. He wants to spend time with you. I'm
2: loving this. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. So it's it's how do you make that connection? Mm-hmm. Finding the commonalities or picking the commonalities sure. just to find that time. And you never know, you may learn some new things about yourself. Right. Right? Maybe baby shark is your favorite song.
0: <laughs> and I think. Or not. just to interrupt quick that parents sometimes have that backwards they almost force their likes and interests on their kids to find that commonality but it's that's really not how this works
2: I think kids know what they want Mm -hmm. sometimes especially when they reach a certain age um now it's not to say introduce your child to other things right my husband used to play the guitar so we got a guitar for my son and he was like Ding, ding, ding. No, I don't like this. Okay, no problem. That's fine. You know, introduced my daughter to gymnastics and she tried it. She was able to do a cartwheel and she was like, done, right. I'm out of here. So follow their lead. But when they do find something that they're into, like get on the floor, play with the hot wheels, yeah. you know, build the Lego, like do these things because really what it is is you're finding time yeah. with your child. You're having that connection, and that connection, like mine. my 18-year-old is, please watch television with me, right? Mom, sit with me, my 16-year-old. Mom, can you sit with me while I do my homework, right? These are treasured moments that if you don't start this when they're younger, it's not to say you won't have it, but start it when you're younger, when they're younger, find those commonalities. It pays you back in spades going forward. Sure,
1: I I think think some parents have a difficult time letting go of, the vision of their child that they yeah, had, of course. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. In in one of the later sessions, we're going to talk exactly about that of awareness and acceptance of the child that you have as opposed to the child that you wanted, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so like in positive discipline, we talk about plants, right? You may want like a fern and they grow luscious and you water them and it's great, but you end up with a cactus and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's different. That's not what I expected, but okay, I'm going to love it anyway. I think a big thing that parents are dealing with is really understanding your child's world these days. There is a whole new language, and I'm not just talking about the slang, but words that are no longer acceptable or words that that our kids are using that we've never heard before or understand the meaning. Um, You know, my daughter came down and she was laughing with her brother and, and I said, what are you guys laughing at? She's like, Oh, I'm showing my fits to to Jacob there, Jacob and Leah. And she said, I'm showing my fits to to Jacob. And I was like, I I don't know what a fit is. And she's like my outfits. I was like, Oh, okay, not a word that, like, not a slang, not anything that I would relate to. And I also think that our kids in their world, some of the older kids, they're getting more involved politically at a younger age. Yeah. So I have taken my kids to marches and protests and following kind of what their lead is. Yeah. But these are the things that are interesting them at this point. And these are the things that I want to help Promote, you know, that social connection, that um, sense of belonging and significance that we talk about. And if that's to their community that they want, but understanding that this is not how I was brought up, but this is how they are growing up and this is the world that they are living in. So, really understanding their world as it is now.
0: I think that's very scary for parents, especially I know parents of tweens you know, fourth, fifth grade, and they're starting to kind of experiment with pronouns and all of those things. And they have this language that I'm just learning now as an adult. So I think that kind of scares parents. So what advice would you give a parent who's facing one of these situations to kind of get familiar with it? You know, because sometimes the kids can't even explain it. It's just something that they're exposed to. Yeah. And they just have, they're dealing with it. So what's something yeah. a parent could do? Um,
2: I would say, and again, we'll talk about this when we talk about aware, raising awareness, but um, become aware. Learn. Ask a librarian. Ask a librarian. <laughs> do some research. You know, we were just talking to a family the other day. Their child is kind of figuring out pronouns. And, and they were like, are, are they gay? Are they trans? And I was like, okay, these are two different things. And they didn't fully understand that. So just go and learn. If you don't know it, go ask somebody that does. Go ask your child. Go learn with your child. Build that connection. Let them know that you accept them no matter what. Always no matter what is a saying that's in our house. We love you always no matter what. So don't be afraid. And I'll go there right now, but like some parents, it's like, oh, you know, I don't know, like my child is so young. How do they even know? And my question to them is, does it matter? Love your child. Exactly. It becomes a Which yes so and. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And Yeah. Just why don't Rob. we find a little <laughs> bit more research about this? Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. yes and other people may have a different view and that's okay just like you want to be respected for your view everybody right. should be respected for theirs that's right yeah i think one other there's more but but making a when you're thinking about making a connection is making yourself available we are all way too guilty with being stuck on our devices i might have mentioned this before but but when my kids come into like the tv area i immediately mute the television and they're like you can you can keep watching i'm like oh i know i can but it's okay i'm gonna just pause it while you're here and they're like do you do you not want us to see what's on tv i'm like no i just you know if you want to say anything and they're like no we don't we don't have anything to say i'm like okay but you have the opportunity if i'm focused on my phone or my computer or the television i'm not even giving them a chance to speak I've shut them down, consciously, subconsciously. I've shut them down, and I don't ever want to do that to my children. I always want to show up for them. So if they're like, Mom, I'm stopping, yes, I'm going to give them my attention. What
0: if they're like, Mom, 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 (laughs) Mom, Mom, (laughs) Mom?
2: (laughs) Well, then that's a whole other story. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you try and get to kind of the root of it. Sure. Sometimes it's a distraction principle, here's the answer, and there's a toy, right? right? right. So, you sure. know, to give yourself a break because we will be talking about, like, self-care as well and yeah. how do you balance that. But yeah. but there'll come a day where you won't get mom, 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 and you'll be like, can you... Can like please do you need me do anything can, <laughs> can i get I do you something anything for you so yeah it's a balance sure right and and sometimes we as parents need to think how is this going to impact my child later on or sure. impact our relationship later on i also wanted to talk about love languages
0: oh i love love, I love, languages. love languages i know mine Erin do you know yours no okay i'm not going to share with the public but I know my love language.
2: You know your love
0: language? Mm -hmm. Okay, I
2: know my love language, and it's acts of service.
0: Oh, that's my husband's.
2: Yeah, my husband's is touch, and mine is acts of service. Mine
0: is touch. Oh, there you go. I guess I did tell the public. There
2: you go. (laughs) Please don't We got it out of you. Um, But it's important to know your kid's love language. Yes. Mm -hmm. So is it words of affirmation? Is it quality time receiving gifts? And this is not like, oh, I'm going to buy my child's love, you know, but like little surprises or treasure hunts or things like that. Acts of service or physical touch. We realized, not early enough, I think, but we realized that my daughter's love language was touch, right? And she deals with some anxiety and some stress. And I would realize like whenever she's stressed... And I'd kind of sit next to her, she'd either like twist her foot around my ankle or just kind of like put her pinky with my pinky or like lean her head, just making sure there was some kind of physical touch. And I was just like, cool, like it's cuddle with my kid. Like I never have a problem with that. And then we kind of put this like, okay, touches her love language. This is the support that she needs from us. And then I, because I keep a lot, and I went through all of like these old cards of hers, and everyone was like, I love when you hug me. Aww. I love our cuddle time. Aww. I love snuggling. I was like, every single thing she wrote that she loves yeah. was all about the touch for her. Aww. So even now... 16 years old, she's stressed. I'm like, Can I give you a hug? And she'll go, No. And then I'll, then I'll go, I need a hug. And then she'll be like, Fine. And she'll give me a hug. Yeah. And just yesterday, she was upset about something. I, this just happened yesterday. And I, I said, Can I give you a hug? And she said, No. And I know you don't want, you don't need one either. <laughs> was just like, she's on to you. Damn, getting smart <laughs> in their older age. Um, but understanding their love language helps you connect with them on their level. it's not about what you need as a parent Right. right again going back to like what's important to you and how to find those commonalities it's how do they need you as a parent to show up
1: how do you discover that what are some ways to discover that
2: so there's actually a website where you can go like and do the you know air quote assessment on the five love languages or just kind of recognize your child, right? If I opened up my eyes enough, I probably could have told you that my daughter's love language is touch. And if I think about my son, I think I'd probably go with quality time. You know, it's like that time on the couch watching the same thing, even though there's not a lot of communication or we're like laughing about the show that we're watching or you want to watch another one. Like I think that really kind of energizes him and I don't need to tell him that I love him. Right. Right. Although I do that all the time Over <laughs> Overload, I'm sure but I would just need to kind of be there with him so you can kind of look up the five love languages there are books I'm not saying go get it but there's books on the five love languages for kids or teens and you could learn what makes the most sense or like I said I believe there is an assessment for you to go and yeah, do that
0: there is yeah um, it can be tricky cause I have two girls and my oldest, and we have the same love language. So she's very snuggly, very cuddly. Um, but my little one, that is not it. And so as a parent, it's hard sometimes to adjust. Like when she's having a moment, I'm like, Oh, I'll just give you a hug or we can just snuggle. But she like, does not want that even a little bit. So as a parent, it's kind of hard to like wrap your head around the fact that you don't want my love the way I want to give it to you, but it does work out in the long run because it always comforts her more. She's, you know, if I just give her her space, she's three, by the way. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's good you're learning what it is now because it's probably not going to change much sure. as she gets older. So figuring out what the connection and just giving her what she needs now, you're fostering that better connection for her yeah. in oh, the future. It's so hard, though. It is. And a lot of parenting, you know, when we're, talking about being a good parent, a lot of people like, my kid's being bad or my kid's doing the wrong thing. And it's like, and if you change your style, you might find that your kid isn't being as bad as you think they are. Just the connection wasn't there as much as it could be. And once you have that connection, like I said, you can make the correction, but you just, you're building that relationship. There's a greater amount of trust and and significance, and safety, and openness, and support there when you have the connection with your kid. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what I got for you today. Oh,
0: that's fostering connection. I do have a question. Can of I ask course, a question? no, oh, you me? can ask me. Um, so, where does in fostering a connection, my husband and I talk about this a lot about honesty. We're very honest with our children in like age-appropriate ways. Um, but I know that there is going to come there are going to come questions that I'm just wondering. How honest, not that I want to lie to my children, but I just feel like there are parts of the world that, like, I don't really want to get into with them so how how do you factor in honesty with fostering a connection
2: yeah it's a great question and I think my husband and I always try and be honest with our kids as well and and age appropriate and I think you have to feel out who your child is when my daughter was I think she was about five years old she came up to me and I remember it very vividly and she was like she she just went I'd like to know where babies come from (laughs) And I just looked at this little five-year-old and I went, I am not prepared to have this conversation with you right now. Yeah. Can you just check back with me in like four years? <laughs> and she went, okay. And like walked away and I was just like, whoo, got away with that one. Skirted that. <laughs> and like four or five years later, she was like, I'd like to have that question answered <laughs> now, please. And I was they like, never okay, forget. she never forgets. <laughs> and now she was in a position to like, better understand, and we had the talk. Okay, age-appropriate, but had the talk. So it is really feeling out what your child can understand and process at that time. And it's okay not to give your kid all of the information. I know when when Sandy Hook happened, okay, like I had school-age kids, and they were hearing about things at school. They came home from school and they were like, what happened? And how do you approach a major topic like that, huge, that's going to impact them on some level, on a lot of levels? And I, you know, I asked them, how much do they want to know, right? And, you know, my son was like, tell me everything. And I was like, I don't know if everything is appropriate for you, but I will tell you this and told them. Mm -hmm. And I, they're two years apart. So I had two separate, my husband and I, not just me, had two separate conversations for what was age appropriate for each of them. And I said, if you have questions, let us know. Don't try and like find out from your friends. Please come and talk to us about these things and we will
1: answer as honestly as we can for who you are. But ask them how much they
2: want to know. Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's what question. I have to do
1: because my daughter, if I don't address the question, I can't leave them hanging in the air. She <laughs> will go like, if you're not going to give me an answer, I'm going to find an answer. And I don't want her to have that right. random answer sure. that comes from who knows where. Right. So that's what we do. We kind of discuss the level of this is what's appropriate for you right now where you are in your little life and if we continue along this conversation there might be some things that like once you know it yeah, you, you cannot know know it, it. You unknow mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. so when it comes to things that are really upsetting it's like this is a conversation for another time and it, once you once I kind of frame it in that way that you have to think about these things you know, later in life. So enjoy now when yeah. this is not such an emotional burden because she's super sensitive. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how we approach it. But yeah, it's like she's nine and like the questions are just never ending. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a
2: curious being there yeah. who's probably super empathetic as a sensitive child yep. and mm-hmm. she's going to be impacted by all of this. So really finding that balance for yeah. her of what do you want to share And what impact it's going to have on her and maybe even what impact she can have on the situation. Because she may feel like if she does something about it, you know, if she gets kind of caught up with, oh my God, there's so many homeless people. Okay, let's donate stuff. Right. To help the homeless, and that kind of alleviates some of her pressure,
1: maybe. Yeah, she takes on a lot of burdens of like other people's emotions. Yeah. And I just, it's a difficult thing to handle because sometimes it's like she just wants to be a good friend, or I get why she's internalizing that, but other sure. times I get so frustrated. Like, this is not your struggle. Right. And like, you don't need to. You're gonna you don't to take this one on. you so obsessed. You're never going to know the reasons why, right. you know, these kids are acting the way they're acting yeah. because the social dynamics, you know, it's just exhausting in her world (laughs) there
2: yeah and that's when we as parents need to kind of like help them find that balance because they're little and they're not always going to get it
0: So I guess just to like kind of sum it up, you know, um, fostering connection for dummies is really just pay attention. Pay Pay attention attention to what they're interested in. Pay attention to them. Pay attention to how they explore the world and how they just how they feel and how they love and just pay attention and be there.
2: Yeah. And listen to them. Right. Like on some level, let them take the lead in age-appropriate you know situation but let them take the lead yeah and model as the parent I will be there for you I will be there to support you to listen to participate to play to care for and when when your child knows that you are there for them when you are saying yes let's do this when you have to say no let's not do this yeah it becomes easier because there is a lot of trust and honesty and connection connection there you there go, you go.
1: <laughs> well thank you again the amazing karen moon for joining us today and thank you for listening whoever you are wherever you are <laughs> um please join us next time as we discuss increasing awareness and building trust which is part three of our five-part series with karen and while you're online do check out karen's social media at growing and remember this podcast
0: (laughs) was made by busy parents for busy parents and we want to hear from you so please email us at podcast at pmlib.org with your suggestions for upcoming shows thanks for listening thank you thank you